Welcome to the Everything VoiceOver Podcast. My name is Justin D. Torres. The Everything VoiceOver Podcast is brought to you by the Voice Realm, where only professional voice actors are listed. Today on the Everything VoiceOver Podcast, we're going to be talking about how to bid on jobs in pay-to-play and outside of pay-to-play. Now, first off, uh, this is a very touchy subject in the voiceover community because there are standards that are set by the GVAA, the Global Voice Acting Academy. I believe that's the thing. Um, They're available if you just look for GVAA Rate Guide. Um, Feel free to check it out. They have a really good rate guide there. The rate guide is standard for the professional non-voiceover actor. Um, I specify professional. Because those rates are really, really good. Really good. They're very close to the actual SAG-AFTRA rates. Uh, I mean, it's not a huge difference between the two. Um, I say professional because a person with an iPhone is a non-union voiceover actor, and they may find that quoting the GVAA rate guide may get them zero jobs. Uh, Whereas a professional may views these as really good wages. I use these personally. I've been doing voiceover for quite a while. And I use these as kind of a baseline if I want to see like a good, if someone, if someone, if there's a pay to play site uh, audition or a job where they're offering like 16 weeks of radio for a certain region, I try and look at the rate guide and see if there's, if, if, what, if, if their, if their uh, price range is close to it or if I can ask them for more on a certain basis. So I use the GVA for those type of jobs, you know. But uh, non-union is exactly that. It is non-union. To let the union set the rates of non-union is only really in their best interest. So if you are non-union, you have the free range to bid however you please. You know, and that is, that's also, that's not just saying in the low end, you can bid above, you can bid above SAG after rates. You are essentially, uh, you're essentially the uh, studio. If you're doing this from a home studio, you're essentially the studio. You're the, you're the studio. You're the voiceover talent. You're the editor. You're everything. And you're also working with the clients to get it tweaked in the right direction. So you are technically three professionals in one. So you should be paid accordingly, and if you want to bid as if you are three professionals in one, you can do that. So uh, when it comes to the range, pay-to-play sites are the range of prices people are willing to pay for non-union talent. That is the going rate nowadays for non-union talent, because there aren't there are a few non-union agencies out there, but they they go by their own rates as well. They go by what the client is willing to pay. So you'll find sites like Voice Bunny and ACX that pretty much give away your work for free. And the people on these sites have a lower pay scale. And what I do is I recommend people start on these sites and grow out of these sites. If you're a mid-range pay-to-play player, um, most of the jobs that you're going to be going after are going to be non-broadcast for most of the time. You're not going to see a, a Super Bowl NBC ad for voiceover be put on a pay-to-play site. It's just not what they do. They're going to hire an agency. They're going to hire a union talent. They want to make sure that they get the best of the best. And uh, that's usually what unions are meant for, you know? But when you're doing a pay-to-play site, you're going to see jobs that are mostly e-learning, industrial, internal, voicemails, video games, conferences, you know, internet-only type things. And all those non-broadcast things, you know, pay podcasts and whatnot. 
These will all hang in the huge gray area of non-union life. Most agencies do not touch these jobs, not because they are not good jobs or they're not worthy of a voiceover actor of their caliber, it's just that they're non-broadcast. There is no residual. The payment is not there, you know? Joe Schmo out in uh, doing a doing his uh, you know auto mechanics in in, in Vallejo, California is only going to want the city around him. So he's not going to want to pay NYC for for global reach, you know? For those local spots, they have a tendency to go to non-union. And that's okay. That is totally fine. There's a million jobs out there for non-union talent and this gray area of local radio um, internet, uh, internet broadcast stuff, you know, podcasts and whatnot there, there's, there's no campaigns. There's no production agency. There's no PR campaign that's happening. They're just, they just want to put it up somewhere and they don't want to, they don't have to deal with regions and everything like that. Where you hit the huge controversy for non-union to union is in the broadcast stuff. We're talking about radio and television commercials, you know, those kind of things. I have seen, with my own two eyes, $250 national commercial jobs on Voice123. These are huge ripoffs. When it says broadcast, and it says national or global, don't do it. it I've also seen $3,000 commercial jobs for radio, which have a usage of like 34 weeks on Voices.com. Those are totally legitimate jobs. Those actually are probably more than the GB, GVAA type of stuff that's out there, you know? So, yes, there are union voiceover jobs that will pay your rent for a year. But these type of jobs are like lottery tickets. You have to be in NYC or L.A. to get those kind of jobs. If you're doing it from your home, unless you have really good connections, it's probably not going to get those huge ones. And those huge ones do pop up occasionally on the pay-to-play sites, but you have to you have to keep an eye out. And that's when the GVA rate guide is really helpful. Once you see those jobs that are really big and that are, are broadcast and they are radio, those are the things that you need to watch out for. And those are the things where you don't want to. You're making sure you're not screwing over yourself, and you make sure you're not screwing over everyone else. And you're making sure that this client learns that this is a bad idea to do it. All right, now would be a good time to say the uh, Everything VoiceOver podcast is brought to you by The Voice Realm, where only professional voice actors are listed. Now, for those smaller, non-broadcast jobs, how do you bid? Well, uh, around one minute of a non-union, non-union, non-broadcast internet job, be it a commercial for Spotify or a solely YouTube thing, minimum tends to be around 100, and it goes up from there. The professional may be 250 to 500, might be 700 to certain people. But, you know, that's the mid-range of the non-broadcast stuff. You know, um, something that's going to be put out on their website, a sizzle reel, all those little middle ground stuff have a tendency to be about $100 for around a minute to two minutes and 250 to 500. Um, Once they get in uh, larger... You know, once once the larger jobs happen where it's a 20 minute tutorial or something like that, then you kind of slide the scale up, slide the scale down a little bit as time goes on. Maybe it'll be $750 for 20 minutes or something like that. Who knows? It just means that the the regular starting range is that you probably should be around 100 and it goes up from there. 
For all the bigger jobs, you want to check out the GVAA guide and maybe take off a percentage and take into consideration residuals and whatnot. As a non-union voiceover, you have to know that in perpetuity does exist and make sure you are getting your money's worth. Make sure you are getting your money's worth. There's a balance between bidding high and quoting high, but not high enough to uh, scare off the client itself. So you want to kind of hit that balanced middle range. The more experienced you are, the more invested you are into your studio, the higher reviews you have, they all bring, they all give you the ability to bid higher. The less experienced you are, the lower cost of the setup, you can bid lower to entice the client to turn a blind eye to the fact that you may not have a studio like the other guy, or you may not have the uh, experience that the other guy does, but for the lower price, uh, you're going to do your best job for them and uh, you'll be compensated less than uh, a professional would be. Now, TV commercials, television commercials shouldn't be in perpetuity. But if they are, make sure you get compensated. If they specify how long they are running as far as usage goes, it's probably a great client. And if they are priced around the GVA standards, then that's a great client to be a, to work with. If they specify usage of like, this will be only like a six month run or 16 week run or, uh, you know, a six week run in, in, in like Texas, then you're like, okay, these people know they're going to use it for a certain amount of time. They are paying you for that certain amount of time. If they do specify, oh, this is going to be a job where we're going to do a commercial with them and we're going to use it in perpetuity then they better pay insanely well, okay? These are not clients you want to work with unless they pay insanely well. At least the GVAA standards or even double them, okay? You do not want to hear your voice in a Super Bowl ad because that, in perpetuity, means we can use it for as long as we want for the range of whatever we want forever and ever and ever. You do not want to hear your voice in a Super Bowl ad. That's bad. And of course, when we start, we all make our mistakes here and there. And, you know, there might be a, a, jo a job that I did a while ago that's still probably wandering around the Internet or wandering around a commercial somewhere. And you do what you can when you first get started. You're just playing, playing in the deep end of the pool. So try not to make that mistake. You know, um, you don't want to make sure you give away a Super Bowl voiceover for $250. But if you... But if that client gave you like $3,000, you know, it sucks. It's a bit of a ripoff, but at least you got 3K out of it, huh? So make sure that they're paying pretty, pretty darn well. Now, when I first started in voiceover, I accepted the low bid situation. I did an audiobook for $85 per finished hour, and, uh, and I did a lot of $100 regular jobs. Those were... That was what I did, and I was very happy with that. I did what I could. Nowadays, my minimum job is around $250 to $500, and my audiobooks require about $250 per finished hour or more, because I can't do the work unless it's really paying well. You grow, you ask for more. And uh, you can actually test it out as you go by asking for more, seeing if you're getting pulling jobs, and if you aren't pulling jobs for like two weeks, pull it back a little bit. Hit the 50-50 mark. If you were doing a hundred jobs, hundred dollar jobs, and you switched it to two fifty, and then you got none for like two weeks, go back to do try one fifty, and then see if that's your because you'll figure out where you are wanted, and that's the only way you do it with with pay to play. All right. Um. So just there's no shame, and here's the thing. Um, do not let anyone set your rates for you. 
Uh, you know where you are in the voiceover journey. And someone who does not know you, who does not know how you're doing, does not know what you've spent, cannot judge you, cannot tell you you have to, like, if someone's like, oh, well, this, this, this uh, voiceover ad is, is, is $850 and it's, and it's a, and it's a, uh, and it's a, it's a one year usage in Florida. I mean, you should be getting 2K for that. There's no shame in doing it. There's no shame in doing it. If you're, if you're new to this and it's a first initial job, there's no shame in doing the occasional commercial that's, if you're non-union and you're new, there's no shame in doing a job. Okay? Just don't, just watch out for the imperpetuities and watch out for like the national commercial stuff and not, and watch out for people who specify in perpetuity. Those guys are usually rip off central. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for listening. The Everything Voiceover Podcast has been brought to you by the Voice Realm, where only professional voice actors are listed. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys later. <laughs>